Welcome to the Focus Forward Business Podcast from SturdyMcKee.com. So welcome, and thank you for listening to or watching the Focus Forward Business Podcast. I'm Sturdy McKee, a business coach and advisor and your host. Um, I'm excited to have my guest, next guest here, Dr. Janelle Dixon. Um, Dr. Dixon's a physical therapist, private practice owner. She is also the founder of Dance Bridge Online, as well as one of the founders of the Black Female Foundation, a project that helps uh, female uh, black indigenous people of color business owners get paid for showing up as, as themselves. Uh, Dr. Dixon is based in Washington DC and her clinical practice performance plus physical therapy serves performing artists and others. Um, thank you so much for being here, Dr. Dixon. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to chat with you. Yeah, me too. So will you please tell our listeners a bit more about who you are and what you do? If that list uh, wasn't long enough. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Um, as Sturdy said, uh, my name is Danelle Dixon. My company is Performance Plus Physical Therapy. I'm an orthopedic physical therapist, um, also specializing in sports and performing arts or dance medicine. Um, I've been in practice for about 15 years, won't betray my age. Um, my practice is in Washington, D.C. Um, and I am a little bit of a jack of all trades these days. Um, I have my hands in quite a bit of different things, all complementary, they all tie together. Um, but definitely keeping life exciting um, as we like to keep it in 2021. Um, if you hear a little bit of an accent, it's because um, I'm originally from Trinidad and Tobago. Um, so that's the funny accent that you may hear come out if I get super excited about something. Um, uh, my background um, in terms of getting into physical therapy really came from my experience as a dancer, getting injured um, and having an incredibly um, grateful experience in working with a physical therapist that put me back together at a very stressful time in my life. Um, and it really influenced my passion to advocate for patients um, to really get specialized care and to really deliver healthcare um, that is personalized, that is specific and really gets patients to their specific goals, um, which is why I work with the population that I work with. Um, and it has bled into just about everything that I do. I really do believe in um, advocacy. I do believe in empowering patients and people to get to their next best thing, whatever that may be. Um, and I love helping people. I love the smile on the other end um, when people achieve their goals. So that is what I do. Cool, very cool. Um, so how did you get started in business for yourself and was Performance Plus your first business? Performance uh, Plus was my first business. Um, how did I get started? Um, to be honest, I had a, <laughs> this is gonna be a funny um, story. I had a slew of terrible bosses. And if anyone has seen the movie Terrible Bosses, you know exactly what I mean. I was exactly all of those, I've had all of those experiences of having terrible bosses. And um, honestly, in my last job, I had a moment of thinking, if this person can do it, I can do it too. <laughs> There's no reason why I can't figure this out. This, this cannot be that hard. Um, I had been dabbling with the idea of doing things pro bono and working with dancers on the side, but the idea of actually starting a business was slowly planted in my head over a period of time. And in that particular situation, just having a terrible experience with, with my boss at the time, I was like, this is not, this, this is not it. I need to create what I want. Um, I need to create the environment where um, physical therapists or your provider can be successful. They're not burning out. 
they're providing quality care and patients are getting what they need. Um, so I decided to create the vision that I wanted. I didn't see it anywhere. I had you know, worked at several different clinics and couldn't find the right fit. So I decided to create it myself and I jumped blindly, didn't think about it. I'm just like, I can do this. Just jumped into it. I would highly advise you don't do that. Um, but um, I jumped into it and um, kind of found my wings um, and the, the, the wind beneath my wings along the way and started to fly and here I am. So what would you advise people to do with their first one? Um, I would say to be a little bit more strategic and plan it out. Um, there is nothing that will stop you from moving faster in terms of execution, creativity, um, in your business than financial stresses. And that's mm -hmm. really universal. Um, so with my brilliant planning, I planned for three months and I'm like, oh, three months, I'm fine. I can jump because I was just a patient. Don't do that guys, plan it out. Um, <laughs> it, it, is it possible for you to launch your business and be amazingly successful in three months? Sure. Um, is it probable? Most people don't get that great that quickly. And that's right being realistic, um, not, not a doubt for your unique talents and, and um, magic that you bring to the table. So plan for longer than three months <laughs> is what I would say um, from a financial standpoint. Um, having a little bit of a financial cushion um, does allow you to pivot if you have an idea that doesn't work initially how you planned it out to be um, so that you have a little bit of you have some wiggle room to make sure to adjust to find the magic that will work best for your business. Um, that's in, entirely what I would say. Um, for me, I didn't have that cushion, so I had to pivot real hard, real quick. Um, and it, it definitely lit a, you know, a little bit of a fire under my butt to move things faster. So thankfully, I pivoted quickly and it worked for me. But it, that's not the story of a lot of businesses, as we all know. So I sure. would say definitely plan financially out a little bit more. Oh, great, that's great advice. Great mm -hmm. advice, actually. Uh, um, so why did you start your other current businesses? So- they, they weren't all because of terrible bosses, right? No, 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 no. <laughs> my, my primary business, um, Performance Plus, was because of terrible bosses. Um, 2020 hit, basically, and um, mm -hmm. there was a lot going on. Um, business number one, which is the Black Female Foundation, um, it's a program that um, focuses on working with BIPOC women um, to really um, give them the mindset and the tools that they need to be successful in business. As we all know, um, working in business as a woman is difficult. It's even more difficult um, if you are a BIPOC woman. And um, being that person, um, and learning along the way and not having mentorship in the way that I would have wanted it. I definitely made loads of mistakes and lots of, had lots of pitfalls that I would have not imagined um, that I realized a lot of my colleagues were not going through. Um, so when 2020 hit last year, the, the famous, you know, crucible of our lives, I think, as we'll all call it, as we <laughs> it at some point, um, Myself and my business partner, Joanne Michelle Martin, amazing physical therapist, um, kind of got together and was presented with this idea of why don't we um, present something specifically for BIPOC women? We've all, we've both had gone through similar situations and challenges and knew intimately how difficult it is to get 
um, a business off the ground and running mm -hmm. um, just as a business person for us for having those two descriptors of being a woman and being um, um, a woman of color. Um, and we knew what those pitfalls were and we really envisioned bringing together women, giving them the gifts and the tools that they needed, um, but also creating a community um, where these women can thrive and really be connected to the right people to get, you know, to get their, um, their business launched. Um, we have this, um, this lofty ideal of having an international um, brand where we have this amazing network of women all over the globe that can, that can really open doors for other women that are coming up and coming. Um, women are brilliant. We know it. Nothing against men, Surdy, but women are brilliant. <laughs> and the thing that we lack is opportunity. Um, right. So we figured if we can create more opportunities, just like we would have wanted opportunities for ourselves, and we can really pull the right. next one up behind us that's coming up. So that was yeah. behind that. No offense taken at all. No, <laughs> um, I mean, no. I think it's it's hugely important in what you're. The couple things that you, you know, mentioned there that. I think are hugely important to all entrepreneurs is mindset. Um, and then, yeah, when there's all kinds of societal stuff and the rest of it working against you in at times and, and other issues, then that's, you know, just more to try to deal with and overcome. The other one though, that's huge, I think, and uh, is the connectivity piece because so many entrepreneurs, you know, and then of course you layer on all the other stuff, but so many entrepreneurs feel isolated. And that's mm -hmm. really one of the big reasons that motivated me to do this podcast is to share stories, share challenges, share and let people know you might feel like you're isolated and all alone dealing with this stuff, but others are also dealing with it. So finding those connections, you know, finding your tribe, you, you know this, but one of my favorite business books is a saggy baggy elephant. Um, so Suki finds his tribe. And if you don't, ha don't have that book, check it out. But, um, yeah, that's a great one. It's a whole lot more entertaining than Hire for Fit. So um, <laughs> check that absolutely. one out. Yeah, cool. absolutely. And so, um, yeah, keep going. Tell me about the other other projects. Uh, the other fun thing that came out of 2020 was, um, as I as I mentioned, um, I'm also a dance physical therapist. That's my passion. That's how I got into physical therapy. Um, and the two of my other colleagues at the same time we were having similar ideas at the same time and decided to come together under one umbrella. And that idea that we were having is as COVID hit and dancers were home, um, they were all struggling with figuring out great tools to keep fit and also trying to figure out how do we get back into the studio safely, not from a COVID perspective, but from a physical activity perspective. A lot of, a lot of them would be conditioned a lot of them were not ready for jumps or the intensity of training that they were doing before. And there was just a lot of despair and a lot of, we have no idea where to go. And this was not just dancers, this was choreographers, this was teachers, administrators, a lot of the people that lead the dance world. Um, so we created a Dance Ready Project, which is an umbrella company that houses three different pro um, products. The first one is called Dance Ready Conditioning, which is a live three week program that encompasses amazing names in the dance world, if you're familiar. Um, big names, um, Akui Nona Parker, um, Renee Robinson, Deborah Wingert, um, just amazing professionals that have lended their time to not only teach, but also to educate. Um, that's a live program. We finished up 
um, that first cohort um, about three weeks ago went amazingly well and we're preparing for the second one coming up on June 6th. Um, the second um, tool is called the Dance Ready Screen. Um, and that is um, a tool that is an automated um, evidence-based screening tool that can be done online. So think of it as a physical therapist in your pocket that will, be, will give you a GPS of where you are in terms of dancing and give you immediate tools in terms of where you need to be. Um, you don't need to be a physical therapist to administer the test. Um, it's 20 minutes, um, your teacher can do it, your boss can do it, your friend can do it, your brother can do it. Um, you type in your data and you get your results in 72 hours all automated. Um, an amazing tool for in this time where we are all at home mm -hmm. and dancers need to figure out where they are and where they need to go and also because for injuries, it's an amazing tool. And the third one um, is something that was mentioned before, Dance Online, is my online cross-training program for dancers, eight-week um, program where you get me in live, in person doing assessments and also walking you through the program at certain points in terms of checking calls to troubleshoot and see if there's anything going on. But you get six weeks of um, 30 minutes classes for five days a week. It's hard. I did it myself. <laughs> it's um, but it will get you in shape. So those guys who are looking for a tool for um, competitions, YAGP, for auditions, rehearsals coming up, shows coming up. It's an amazing tool that you can really tailor to your life. You can get in, get out, be strong and get ready for the next thing ahead of you. Cool. Any other projects? Right now, no. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> That's I have okay. enough of late. <laughs> so, but, um, well, you, you do have one more I'll mention though. You, uh, you're, so in addition to all of that, right, you also host your own podcast oh, called yeah. Dancing Around Elephants. But, you know, the point is you have a lot going on, right? And there are a lot of people owning a business, trying to run, grow, decide what to do next, who struggle with having enough time. You know, we say having enough time doing air quotes, right? Because we've all got the same amount. So really I've discovered that there are a lot of tricks and skills. And if you embrace the ones that work best for you, um, you know, they can help you accomplish a lot more. What advice would you give those people? What lessons or, or tricks would you um, teach them or share with them that might help, help someone who is struggling with not having enough time? So usually when you get into the situation of not having enough time, it means that you also lack clarity on what's the next best thing to do. And really every day you have to wake up and decide what's the next best thing to do that day not what is urgent or what is relevant, but the next best thing. Um, and there are different ways that you can kind of figure that out. So the first piece I would say is to get some clarity. Um, I am a big fan of mind maps. I, I'm a very visual person. If I can see it, I can tell you about it. But more importantly, it's also clear to me in terms of where things are spatially and where they need to happen in time. So I would highly encourage um, anyone that's listening get into a mind map. One of my favorite ones is Coggle, C-O-G-G-L-E dot I-T. Great way. It's a free tool that you can use um, that you can map out all of the things that you need to do. And then the next thing that you need to do is decide, do I need to do it? Does somebody else need to do it? Or does it even really need to get done? Okay. Um, that clarity part is also going to be important in terms of matching up to your goals. Where are you going in your business? What's your biggest pain point? Do you need to make money? Do you need to be seen? Um, do you need to move into a new space? What is the next best thing that needs to happen? 
And again, getting clarity on the steps, the processes that needs to happen to get there, and then figuring out what do you need to do. Um, the biggest bottleneck for a lot of businesses, and I've experienced this um, myself, is feeling that we have to do everything. You are one person and you are amazing at what you do, but you have a role in a growing company. And companies that are successful are great at delegating. And you have to become very good at that in order to move forward. So um, that's my advice to that person. That's awesome. Thank you. Great, great points there too. Um, so, you know, on that isolation theme, we all seem to think that we're, you know, we're, well, you know, we wake up Monday morning, there are problems in our business and we can get really down about that. In, uh, I just like to remind people that when you start your own business, you do it to solve a problem. There will be problems every day. There will be new challenges. There will be things you encounter. Um, so what, what kind of challenges are you running into at this point in time and how are you looking to overcome them? Uh, exactly what I just said, delegation. Um, <laughs> okay. Um, I, in, in my mind, a long time ago, um, <laughs> very, very long time ago when I was a kid, um, and my dad was talking to me, he's, you know, he said, what do you want to be when you grow up? And I was like, I think I want to be a vet. And I quickly ditched that. It's like, maybe a dentist, but I hate jewels. So that also got kicked out. And um, I didn't know at the time. And I was like, well, daddy, I don't know what I want to do. And I was like, well, what can I do? He's like, you can do anything you want to do. You can be anything you want to be. And he said it very nonchalant because, you know, he's busy and has stuff going on. And I said, really? Like anything? He said, yeah. And the poor man, he had no idea what he was putting in my head. <laughs> I can do anything I want to do. So the point of me saying that is that I, I truly believe I'm a superwoman in my head. And maturity and age and time has taught me that there's a limit to how much this cave can carry. So my challenge that I'm working through in my business now is delegating. Um, I just got an interim, yay. Yeah. And I have never been more excited to have help. Well, before, I, it was very much a badge of honor and pride for me to see I do everything. And now I have no desire in order <laughs> to carry that badge anymore because now if I give it to someone else, I can pick up new badges of doing more things and I'm really in a place of creativity and expansion right now. And if I'm busy executing, I have no time to dream and to, and to work on the vision of my business and the things that I wanna do and the people that I wanna help. So I'm excited to hand some things over to some people. How did, how did that mind shift come about for you? Um, for me, it was it, it really was a shift of not, again, the pride of saying I did everything. I did mm -hmm. the marketing, I did the design, I did all of these fun things. Um, and it came from deciding that it was okay to trust someone else to do the job as well as I can. And also it came from understanding that my way is not the only efficient or effective way to get the job done. Mm. Okay. And I think as business owners, we get stuck on that because it's your business and it's your name and you want it your way. And we get stuck on the way that things are done versus the outcome. And I think once you start growing in business, you start realizing that you have to be malleable. You have to be able to 
um, accept that there are different methods to get to your goal because mm -hmm. really business growth is personal growth if you really take a step back. And the more that you realize that you have different ways that you can achieve your objective, then you don't get married to the process and you don't get stuck if you have a problem there. You don't get bottlenecked. So the second that I was able to realize that, oh yeah, somebody else can do copy and it works just as well. We still got conversions. We still got clients. I didn't have to say it in my voice because somebody else's voice works as well. Or, you know, if a flyer works because it was pink and blue instead of green and yellow. And I'm like, no, green and yellow works best. And it didn't really matter because I thought it was important, but it wasn't. It was mm -hmm. those, small, those small discoveries over time where, that allowed me to let go of the conviction that my way was the only way in order for me to achieve success. I love that. That's a great, a great point. You mentioned not being married to the process. And I know there's some people, if they know me, you're going to be like, well, wait, wait, you're always talking about process and all this stuff. That's very true. But mm -hmm. exactly what you just said, if you iterate, if you test, if you're deliberate about trying new things, or you're letting somebody else experiment and you look at the results, your processes evolve. I mean, they're critical. You need them. Yes. Right. But they're going to change over time, especially as your business grows, as your reach grows and all that. Um, so, no, you make a a bunch of good points there, but that, that's what I wanted to call out yeah. um, specifically. But yeah, that's, and that's a big deal too. I mean, if, if you can think of more to say around the mindset, that's a huge piece for a lot of business owners. What I, what I try working with clients on is getting away from the idea that I'm the hardest working player on the team to moving into the dugout or onto the sidelines a little bit more. Mm-hmm be the coach absolutely yeah. um i think to your point also um i think a good analogy to understand i think people have a misconception also of what business really is you're really becoming a specialist at understanding what people want hmm. you're not you're not becoming i i delivered point shoes or i i sell headphones you know Mm -hmm. You're figuring if you're really, truly an evolving entrepreneur, you're becoming an expert in what people want. And the way for you to figure that out is to actually listen to your market. If you look at any entrepreneur over time, they've offered a million things that have failed and the million and one thing mm -hmm. finally works because they listened and they evolved and they evolved and they evolved. So they thought the blue one, everybody wants a blue headphone, right? No, maybe they don't want a blue. Maybe they just want white. And that could be the difference between selling five units of a headphone or selling 5,000 of a headphone. And if you are able to start paying attention to those variables and adjusting your market and tuning your product or your service to fit the market and give them what they want, that's where the success lies. So again, we come into business and we think, I'm going to show the world how amazing I am. It's entirely not about you. It's not about you, right. Flip it the other way. I am amazing at making you look good. That's business, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, no. so the, the faster I think that you figure that out, and, and it takes, it, it's a huge chunk of humble pie, you know? Mm -hmm. You know, you really have to have the personality to be like, 
oh, wow, I found something that works. And it's not just because I'm so smart and amazing. It's because somebody likes my idea. Because mm -hmm. without people to buy your products and service, you're not a business. It's as simple as that. You just have a great hobby and a good idea, which is okay. a mild minute, you know? So if you really want a successful business, you really have to get very skilled in selling this concept that people are willing to buy. And you cannot do that without listening well. So um, it's really a lot of humble pie for those guys who, you know, who put, I have a business, not five businesses. All right, does it make money? Who, who likes your business? How many people are you serving? You know what I mean? So that's when those numbers start mattering. But again, the success, whether you, whether you serve one person or one million, comes from listening all day, every day. That's, I mean, that's absolutely fantastic, right? You're becoming an expert and figuring out what people want. Yeah, that's it. That's if, it. Yeah, if somebody's listening, then that's not a giant take home. Then, okay. <laughs> sure. that's, that's, that's listening. just. Keep listening, keep listening. <laughs> yeah, that's just such a well, it, it's, well, it, it's also so elegant, right? It's so concise and elegant as well. No, I love that. Thank you. Um, so, Tell us about your, what, what's your proudest moment in your business life so far? That's such a hard question. Um, letting go and, and, and um, taking off my superwoman cape. That was hard, you know? Um, and it comes back to what we were just previously de um, describing. A lot of times we walk into business and we walk in with all of our baggage and all of the things that define us. And I used that term and I wore it as, as with pride for so many years, you know, I'm very detailed oriented. I love processes. I love structure. Um, and as a dancer, as a student, as someone who worked in um, corporate PT for quite a while, they were all things that got me through and got me recognition and people praised me for. And I jumped into business and none of that stuff served me at all. You know, and I'm, right. I'm not saying that you shouldn't pay attention to detail. You should, but if you get stuck on the details and you never execute, then you don't have a product to sell, which means you're not a business. And I found myself completely getting into that. So Dancebridge Online, now that I think about it, um, is the culmination of me taking off that cape because mm -hmm. you know I thought of that idea four years prior. <laughs> Mm -hmm. four years guys four damn years four years <laughs> and I found a reason why to back out of recording those videos every single time I wasn't in shape I didn't have time I was too busy I wanted this elaborate thing I couldn't get the studio that I wanted I didn't want the light I wanted to get I had a million excuses of why it wasn't the perfect way because the execution had to be perfect in my mind I definitely put on my dancer brain for that and then COVID hit and um I was home in this lovely place that I'm in right now where the walls seem to get a little bit smaller every day and my cats seem to get louder and louder every day and I'm like I gotta do something <laughs> and I spit it out in six weeks and it was up in and out and over it wasn't perfect and people mm -hmm. loved it and I That's was just awesome. like, I, and, and when I say I did, I did it literally in my living room on the floor. It was summer, it was hot, sticky, I'm sweating. 
you know, no, no, no amazing cameras, my iPhone, my iPad, my laptop, and that's it. And natural lighting. And that was it. That was it. And I just spit it out and people loved it. And they're like, this is really good. And I'm like, guys, don't get, don't get stuck in the process. So that really was my proudest moment of overcoming because in, 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 in its essence, it was a pretty simplistic project, but the work of that project was here for me, was definitely mental. And I think that's why after I spit that out, I magically, you know, spit out two other businesses right after because <laughs> it was like I broke, I, I finally broke out of something that was holding me back. So yeah, I would say that's my proudest moment. No, that's awesome. Thanks. And that might be the same thing or, or, or aligned with this, but if there was one thing that you learned recently that you wish you had known, you know, five, 10 years ago before kind of getting involved in the business stuff um, that you haven't already shared with us, what might that be? Hmm. Um, I, I think I'll, I'll reiterate a little bit of what I, I just previously said, which mm -hmm. would be don't get stuck in the details. Um, there are certain things, of course, specifically in our profession, that details matter. Um, mm -hmm. But the older that you get, the more experience that you get, you realize that people care about certain things. And nine times out of 10, it's never about the details. It's, it's about the way people feel, the way people experience you, um, and, uh, you know, how, you know, what your outcomes are. And they're not always detail-oriented. So it was, it was a harsh lesson for me to learn that all the time that I was in school, my meticulous notes really didn't matter in the real world. I'm like, what? Are you serious? Nobody's looking at this? But I had to let it go and move on. So I, I wish um, I wish I'd realized that sooner because I definitely would have. I I couldn't come up with five businesses a day. I I have a pretty great eye for spotting things and spotting opportunities. And had I not gotten stuck on DanceBridge Online for four years, um, I probably would have spit out a lot more stuff a lot faster. So. Well, now you're on a roll. I think I am, but I need help, y'all. I need help. Please feel free. Say, hey, D, I can help you out. I'm, I'm, the superwoman cape is off. I'm, I will accept the help. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Um, any, any business books, articles, anything that you would point folks to beyond this? Ooh, yes. I like, I'm currently listening again to Atomic Habits by James Clare. Um, mm -hmm a favorite book um, really goes into um, forming habits. I am currently obsessed with how humans think and how they react and how they respond to the environment as I am currently very obsessed with creating change as I think all people are. They want to know what, what makes people tick um, and how to move them forward or how to move them backward or to the side and understanding how people work and how their brains work. This has always been fascinating to me. Um, another book that I really enjoyed, Daniel Pink, um, Sell is Human. Um, and I, from a personal standpoint, a big eye opener, not necessarily business related, but it did make me look at my market very differently um, with a lot more details after I had originally noticed some things was um, Invisible Woman by Caroline Criado. 
um, very illuminating book in terms of the discrepancies in research and markets and products and services in design of the world and how different it is for women compared to men. So very eye-opening. Down to your iPhone, guys, is designed for men. Did you know that? Can you imagine that? It's funny because the women in my house like the iPhone. Maybe they <laughs> may be outliers. They <laughs> may be they may be outliers, but um, <laughs> the design of your iPhone, the design of seatbelts, um, the design mm -hmm. of um, airbags. Actually, all of the data that is collected in terms of the efficacy of of um, cars in terms of safety, those are all rated on male dummies, not female dummies. So if you're pregnant, seatbelt fits differently. The impact right. be completely different. And then right. also they don't they don't account for the fact that um mostly not all the time but mostly males are drivers and females are in the passenger seat. So that data is connected for the passenger side, not the fem not the for the driver side, not the passenger side which means we really don't have clear data on um, the impact of car crashes for women. Imagine well, even, even so much medical research in the past as well, yeah. was, I mean, very narrow groups were tested and then extrapolated out to, oh, this is for everybody. And that, we, yeah, yep. no, that's not the case either. It's, it's mind blowing guys, when you realize how much how skewed if, if you are a true scientist and you like data and numbers like i do you would realize how skewed our information is it's 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 a jaw dropper very illuminating so check it out cool um any other thoughts you want to leave us with before we wrap up um i think that um business is a magical journey guys and i always say that i think that um, your business will evolve as fast as the weakest part of your personality, okay? The thing that you're worst at, that's going to be your pain point. You work on that, you're going to move a lot faster, okay? Um, I think it's, it's, a, it's an amazing journey. If you do it right, you're going to get some amazing wins and some amazing growth and make some amazing friends along the way that you would not have usually made. Um, and to have fun with it, you know, like it's serious and it's our lives and it's our profession, but life is too short, you know, make it meaningful, make it something that you're passionate about so that hard work and that success and all of the time and energy that you put into your product or your service or your, or your creation or your passion is really something that you can look back at and say, yes, I'm proud of that, you know, so I believe in that. So have fun with it. That's so awesome. Well, thank you so much, Dee. I appreciate it. So Dr. Dixon, I appreciate you being here today. Um, we're going to go ahead and wrap it up. And thanks everybody for listening to the Focus Forward Business Podcast. Thank you. Thank you for listening.